Hello and welcome to the Lisper Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Tyrone. And um, I'm going to start this episode by saying that um, I'm in the car right now. Uh, I took a job right now where I'm working kind of far away from the house. And I thought, you know, I can go back to the car just to just to better utilize my time. My time, I mean. That don't mean that I'm fucked up. That don't mean that I don't have my computer no more. That don't mean that I don't have my microphone no more. That don't mean that I can't continue to give you guys quality um, podcast episodes. It don't mean that. What it means is just that um, since I'm doing this long drive, I just decided that I might as well just... Um, do some episodes while I'm doing this long drive because I can do a lot more episodes um, doing this long drive than I can do in the house. And, you know, I've done them in the car before. Like, my whole first season was almost all in the car. And it didn't seem to be a problem for my for my listeners and my fans. So, I figured, hell, you know, why not? Why not just knock a few episodes out while I'm doing this long drive? And um, I can still give you guys a couple of quality episodes when I get time from the house. But, you know, it's not too bad from the car. So I decided to do it. And like I said, if you don't like it or you think that the car going back to the car was a bad idea or whatever the case may be, you can send leave me a message in the um in the podcast. When you listen to it, you can leave me a message and I will like I said, I always say I will respond to the messages in the messenger podcast. Or um, episode, or if I can't do that, then and I feel like it's a personal message, and I know you personally, I'll call you or text you or say, "Hey, listen, thanks for the feedback or whatever the case may be with that." So that's what I'm talking about with that. Now, uh, as for oh, before I even start the episode, I just want to say this: I grew up um, in Philadelphia. I still live in Philadelphia, but I grew up in Philadelphia, and. Um, when I was a kid in high school, I worked in Hereford Township. And Hereford Township is literally right down the street from Lower Marion. Like Kobe Bryant lived in that area, basically. And um, I've been to a few of his high school basketball games. I've met his parents at um, the restaurant that I had worked at. And um, Kobe Bryant has been a part of my life for almost my whole entire life. You know, I knew, I, I didn't know him, but I knew of him and saw him in person and, and saw some of his, him play basketball before he ever made it to the NBA when I was like 16, 17 years old. And then he spent 20 years in the NBA on my favorite team. He spent 20 years in the NBA on the, on the team that I know. If you listen to my podcast, you know that I'm a severe Lakers fan. You know um, that I'm a big Kobe fan. Because, I, like I said, Kobe's been a part of my life for, um, for 25 years. He spent 20 years as a Laker, and then, I, like I said, he was a part of my life before he even got to the NBA. He, he, you know, I seen him play basketball, and I knew about him, and, and, and we couldn't wait for him to go to the Lakers. And then on top of all of that, you know, I knew about his Oscar-winning um, documentary thing and all that. Like, I still, um, I got his Mamba mentality, you know, his Mamba book with the, um, his Mamba basketball picture book. It's a really good book, too. I, I recommend it if you are a basketball fan, not just a Kobe fan or a Laker fan. If you're a basketball fan in general, this book is, is an excellent book. So, like, Kobe's been a part of my life for for 25 years. And um, to hear that he died was just a, a very, very tragic situation. And so, for whatever God he serves, whatever religion he's a part of, I hope that he... um. That he's got all of his blessings in the afterlife that he believes in. If he believes in heaven, if he believes in whatever he believes in, whatever his God, the God that he serves, uh, was supposed to get him in his afterlife. I hope that he got all of that. And I hope my man is um, sleeping well. The other thing is that I have a daughter that's about to turn 13. And oddly enough, her name is Kobe. So when I heard that his daughter, Gianna, who's 13 years old, had passed away, it was like, that's fucked up. You know, and I was sad about that, and I was real hurt about that because my daughter is about to be 13, and her name is Kobe, and I just and I and I actually did in that moment imagine that she had passed away. It was like they said Kobe passed away, and then they were talking about his daughter stuff, and I kind of got it in my head about my daughter. It just made me think about it, and and I was like, you know, crushed, and she's still alive, so I can really, really, really feel for his um 
for his wife and 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 him and and everybody. I mean, I just it's just a sad situation. And then for all the other people that died, you know, a whole family died: a, a dad, a mom, a daughter, and then and one of their children has um that girl has no family to, to coming home to her. The one daughter, no family coming home to her. Her sister, her mom, her dad is gone. You know, Vanessa, her husband is gone. Her daughter is gone. Her, her other Kobe's other kids, their sister is gone. There's a lot of people that lost their lives in that situation. There's a lot of families that are that are destroyed from this. And so I just hope that whatever God they serve, that all of their graves are um, spacious, so to speak, that they, they, they made it to whatever reward that they were trying to get um, in their afterlife. I wish them um, that they sleep well. And um, and I also just um, want to say, you know, send uh, prayers up for their family and just, you know, um, wish them the best in, in their futures. That's all, and it's sad, and um, that's all I want to say to dwell on that. And now I want to go into the episode, and today's episode is going to be about um, tanking. That's right, tanking. And before I even get into the episode, I'm going to say something, and this is my opinion, and maybe by the end of this episode, you will agree with me, or maybe by the end of this episode, you'll leave me a message and say I'm stupid, I'm crazy, or whatever the case may be, but in my opinion... Honestly, tanking is not even a real thing. In my opinion, honestly, tanking does not even exist. And I know it sounds crazy. I know you're clutching your pearls. You're clutching your pearls. You're looking at your phone or your computer or whatever, your speaker, whatever you're listening to the podcast on right now. And you're like, what the fuck? Clutching your pearls, looking crazy. Tyrone's tripping, right? No, I'm not tripping. By the end of this podcast, you might even, by the end of this episode, you might even agree with me that tanking ain't real. But far as for the sake of this episode, I'm telling you right now, I don't believe in tanking. I don't believe tanking is real. I'm not saying that I don't believe in doing it. I'm saying that I don't believe that it's real. But before I get into believing whether it's real or not, before I get into telling you why I don't think tanking really exists, I'm going to say that, um, there are a lot of people who are against tanking. They um they say they don't believe in tanking. It's, it's wrong. It's, it's it's bad for for the for the NBA. It's bad for the NFL. And I don't, I can't go into anything else. I can go into NBA and NFL because I don't know how baseball works. Their whole system. I know they got a farm system and they got like minor leagues. I don't know how they work that. And I don't really understand how hockey works just as me. I never participated or heard anything about a hockey draft. So I don't know how hockey works in this situation. So I'm just using the NBA and the NFL as a reference for my for this podcast episode. And what I'm saying to you is that the, the term tanking is that a team intentionally loses to help their draft status. Now in the NFL, you can... The worst... In the NFL, it's easy. The worst team, the team with the worst record gets the number one pick and it goes from there and that's just simple as that and then in the NBA the team with the worst record like the worse your record is the more ping pong balls you get in a lottery chance so the worse your record is the more chances that you get to have an opportunity to get the number one pick so in the NBA you don't automatically get the number one pick but if you're a bad team you get the worst team gets a higher percentage of ping pong balls in the thing which means they get a higher percentage of getting the um number one pick i think the nba did some kind of way to alter that a little bit but for the most part that's how it that's how i remember it always working so that's what i'm going with so the theory is that teams can lose intentionally to purposely have bad records so that they can up their draft status to be able to draft um better players okay so now let's get to why people don't like it first let's talk about the players they, a lot of people say that tanking disrespects the players, especially in the NFL. But a lot of people say tanking disrespects the players because they say, oh, these players put in their time and their sweat and all their money and in in their tears and everything that they got in their life, they put it into becoming whatever profession they want to become, whether it's an NFL player, baseball player. And this goes good for all sports, baseball, hockey. These people put in a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of effort, and sometimes their parents spend a lot of money in order to help them to become these athletes and become these stars and make it to the professional things. And it's disrespecting them by going to a team and having that team not win and tank and lose on purpose and all this and all that. 
Well, I say, first of all, let me just start by saying this. Their reward is not winning, okay? The reward for putting in the hard work and the effort to get to the NBA or the NFL is not winning because you're never guaranteed you're going to win. So the reward is not winning. And we know the reward is not winning. Look at, uh, let's go to the NFL. Look at Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers has been um, a high-quality quarterback his whole career. Good guy, right? He put in all the hard work to get to the NFL, right? He did everything he was supposed to get to the NFL. Phillip Rivers ain't never win nothing. Phillip Rivers never won anything. Never won a Super Bowl, never won nothing. I, I don't even know if he, I think he may have won maybe one playoff game, maybe two, you know what I'm saying? So look at Dan Marino. Dan Marino, excellent quarterback. Some people will put him in the top five of all time. All-time greats. He didn't win that much. Even a lot of the all-time greats, let's just say uh, Brett Favre. Let's look at Aaron Rodgers, A.A. Ryan, who we say is the best right now. He is, he's only got one championship. Brett Favre only got one championship all the years he's played in. And for real, for real, unless you're Tom Brady, two Super Bowls is probably the most that you could even hope for. So just saying, even if you put in all the hard work and all the effort to get to the NFL, and even if you're a, a, a player in the NFL that can only play, that can play for 15, 20 years in the league, two Super Bowls, two, you can only win two championships. That's the most that you can really wish for in this day and age. So your reward is not winning because you're not going to win much. You're going to lose way more than you're going to win. And that's just in the NFL. Now, in the NBA, in the NBA, you have a higher chance at winning. You honestly do. I mean, there's guys that won five, six titles, you know, and LeBron went to nine. So LeBron had an opportunity to win nine championships. But let's lose LeBron. <clears throat> LeBron is also a clear example that winning is not your reward. LeBron came into the NBA as probably the best player um, in the history of basketball. They, they're still saying that LeBron is the best player to ever play the game in comparison to Michael Jordan. It's like Michael Jordan is one, LeBron is 1B or 1A, whatever you want to call it. But LeBron is, is, is by many people believed to be the greatest person to ever play basketball and he didn't win that much. Matter of fact, LeBron needed to get other people to win. His whole reason for losing was that he didn't even have enough help for him to win. And tanking, in theory, is a way to get a guy help, but we'll get into that later. So I'm just saying right now, your reward for getting to that place is not winning. So winning is not something that you're guaranteed, and winning is not something that you're even supposed to get. What you're supposed to get, the, the, the reward for putting in that hard work, the reward for all that effort is money and fame. Money and fame. You get paid and you get laid. That's the reward. You get paid and laid. That's the reward. You get paid and you get laid. You get money and you get, um, you know, famous. And everybody who's been successful in every league, any sport, has got money and has got fame. If you are a big-time quarterback in the league, you got fame, you got commercials, everybody know who you are. If you're a big-time wide receiver in the NFL, everybody know who you are. If you're a big-time basketball player, you got more fame than the NFL players because you are in the spotlight more, you know what I mean? A, a great offensive lineman in the NFL might be famous as far as, like, football players might watch him, but a lot of people won't know. But if you're a famous basketball player, everybody knows you. Even people that don't watch basketball know you. My, my kids don't watch basketball. They know LeBron damn James. They know Kobe Bean Bryant. Well, they, they knew him. They knew who he was. And they didn't watch no basketball. So you know what I mean? So you're going to get famous and you get millions and millions of dollars. You make millions and millions of dollars. And, and, and it's funny how these people, these people, poor people like me, poor as shit, struggling out in this world, um, they force us to feel sorry for these guys who play a game that we all like to play, that I want to play all the time, that I will play for free. And they get millions and millions of dollars to play the game that I'll play for free and get nothing for it. And they still put these narratives out here that force us to feel sorry for these guys. 
We said he was saying, man, that's a shame that that team is tanking on him. He's a great player. They shouldn't tank on him. We sit here all the time and have narratives where we feel bad and sorry for these guys when they lose. We feel bad and sorry for these guys when they uh, don't get the deal that they want. We feel bad and sorry for these guys when they get injured. And the thing is, they are rich and famous. They getting paid and late. We out here struggling and we still feel sorry for them. The narrative is to feel sorry for them. But their reward is not winning. Their reward is that they get paid. Their reward is the money. Their reward is the fame and all the stuff that comes with the houses, the cars, the, the jewelry, the, the prestige, the, the, the get to meet and date different beautiful women. All of these things that come with um um, being a, a pro athlete and these things are that's your reward that's your reward it's not guaranteed that you're gonna win so winning is not your reward so first of all they're not taking anything away from these guys by tanking by losing it's not taking anything away from these guys so let's get off of that now let's go back to the reason why they think okay so in the nfl you know that it takes more than just one guy to win football. There's 53 players on the roster. There's 11 guys on the field at all times. Whether it's um, on defense or offense, there's 11 guys that have to get on that field and all 11 of those guys play a role in that team winning the game. So, even if you are a franchise quarterback, look at Phillip Rivers. He was a franchise quarterback. He didn't win because you need other players to win. You need good running back. You need good receivers. You need possibly uh, um, good defensive linemen or good cornerbacks. Uh, you need other good players on your team in order for you to win no matter what position you play and no matter how good you are at it. So if you're on a team that's having a hard time getting maybe free agents or you're on a team that didn't acquire good players before you got there and you are a piece of the puzzle there are other pieces that have to be added and tanking is a way for them to add those pieces so i don't think they're disrespecting you by tanking they're saying hey we need another guy and we got to do what we got to do to get this other guy or maybe two other guys or whatever the case may be we need help for you and we're doing whatever we feel we got to do to get you that help, okay? In basketball, it used to be two guys. It used to be two guys. It used to be like, you got Jordan and Pippen, you're going to win. You got Malone and Stockton, you're going to win. Now, Malone and Stockton didn't win, but they, they would have won. If they hadn't ran into that Jordan train, Malone and Stockton would have won some championships. But they're a prime example of two guys that could have won a championship. You got Magic and Kareem, you're going to win. You got Kobe and Shaq, you're going to win. Okay, now you you got Kobe and Shaq. Can you ask somebody else? Can you get Paul George? That's all it is now. You got Kobe and Shaq. Oh, well, can you get Chris Paul too? So now in the NBA, it's even harder because now in the NBA, you need three. You need three guys and some five dishes. You need a lot in the NBA to win a championship. Now, before you got Kobe and Shaq, you won't win. Now, it's like you got, you, you, yeah, you need more than that. So if you're on an NBA team and you is LeBron, you can be LeBron and it's like LeBron. All them championships they lost, LeBron lost six finals. And in all six of those finals, they said LeBron need help. LeBron need help. So teams do realize that even if you're the greatest player on the planet in your sport, you still need help to win a championship. You still do. So even if you're the greatest player, LeBron was the best player in, in the history of the NBA, and he had to get help to win a championship. That's the way it goes. So you need help. So if the team can't get you help no other way, they got to tank. It's just how it is. It well, I don't believe in tanking, but they that's the theory. They have to tank. That's the way that they can get you a better player on the goddamn team to help you out. So I don't think that it disrespects a player because it doesn't take away from the reason why they made it to the NFL. Ain't no player ever in the history going to say, or the NFL, the NBA, ain't no player ever in the history of the professional sports is going to say, oh, this team is tanking, I quit. I quit? Ain't no player going to quit? Ain't no player going to quit because the team tanking? Because they know that that ain't what it's about. Okay? And then they say they disrespect you. How are they disrespecting you? Because they're doing something to try to get you some help. To try to help you to win. When they're not even obligated to help you to win. 
peripheral, they want to win because they're the owners and they make more money for winning, but they're not obligated to make sure you win. So if a, if an owner didn't care about winning, he wouldn't care about you winning. And he don't have to because he's paying you. You're getting the money and you're getting paid and laid. You better shut the fuck up. But that's not the case because the owners want to win too. So it ain't like they want to lose. They want to win. They got the same goals as you. They just got to go about the way they got to go about to get them. Okay? So now uh, it doesn't disrespect the players like that. So here's the other thing I was going to say. It's like these players, if you're on a team and the team is tanking, and they're saying that they have to tank in order to get guys in, then you're losing anyway, okay? No team that's good tanks. No team that already is set up to think that they have a chance of winning are going to tank. The only teams that even uh, consider tanking are teams that are already in the dumps, teams that are losing, teams that may have to rebuild, or teams that feel like they can't win with what they got. You know what I'm saying? So, if you are a good player on a team that's tanking, you have to understand that you're not going to win anyway. Even if the team decided not to tank, you would still be on a losing team because they're not good. The reason why they're tanking is because they're not good. The reason you already know they're not good when you get on the team. You already know they're not good. So, you don't have expectations. There's no way you can go to a terrible team and have expectations to win. Especially not in these leagues today when I'm telling you right now that it's way harder to win now than it was back then, especially in the NBA. So you can't tell me that you're going to come into the NBA and go to a terrible team and expect them to rent to, to win a championship right away with you there. No. You know it ain't going to work like that. It didn't work for LeBron. It didn't work for Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't win until they got Scottie Pippen and some help there for him. It didn't work for Shaq. Okay? The greatest players in the NBA did not win championships alone. None of them. And the ones that did try to do it alone never won. Look at Charles Barkley. Carl Malone had Stockton. They still never really won. Look at Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing put in the work. I mean, you could fucking fill a bucket up with Patrick Ewing. You could fill a bucket up with the first quarter of sweat off Patrick Ewing's body. You could fill up a five-gallon Home Depot bucket. That's how hard my man used to work and sweat and put the business in. And he ain't win jack shit because you can't win by yourself. And John Starks, John Starks was just not good enough to take Patrick Ewing over that hump. I mean, he did run into Michael Jordan a lot, but still didn't win. Still didn't win. So you're going to lose anyway. So why not get something out of the loss? And here's the other thing. Okay, so if you're on a team, let's say you, you're an NBA player, NFL player, uh, you're a baseball player, anything. And the next LeBron James, the next Peyton Manning, the next Tom Brady, the next A.A. Ron, the next Kobe, the next Shaq, the next whatever, who you, whoever you think is the greatest player on the planet in your particular sport. That guy is in college and you on a bad football team and that guy, that guy is in college. You, you going to be mad if your team is doing whatever they have to do to get that guy? You're mad? Are you, are you mad if your team says, listen, we're going to do whatever we have to do to get that guy. We're going to get that guy. We're going to get him. I'll be on that team and I'll be like, okay, get him. I can stay on this team and lose for a year and get nothing. Or I can stay on this team for a year and lose and get that guy. That man. That bad man. If Stephen A. Smith say that bad man. I'm going to get that bad man. I'm not going to be mad at my team for getting that bad man or doing what they have to do to get that bad man. So, so yeah, if we have to tank, we have to tank. Whatever we have to do, we have to do. That's not disrespectful. You're trying to get that bad man. You need to do what you got to do to get him. I need help to win. I'm staying on this team. I'm going to get him. And then everybody's like, oh, there's other ways. You can get players in free agency. You get the fuck out of here. That's what I hate when they say you can get players in free agency. First of all, you have to try the hardest to convince players to come to a bad team in free agency. Listen, the Cleveland Cavaliers had the best player on the planet. LeBron James was the best player on the planet. And LeBron James realized that he could not get free agents to come to Cleveland. Nobody wanted to come to Cleveland and play with LeBron. They, they didn't even want to come to play with LeBron. LeBron was there and people were like, I still ain't going to Cleveland. Fuck Cleveland. LeBron had to leave Cleveland and go to Miami and join somebody else's team. 
to get a chance to get help and to get a chance. Then he went to Miami, he got people to come to Miami, but Cleveland, nobody want to go to Cleveland, nobody want to go to Cleveland. It was a bad team, nobody want to go. And then Cleveland ended up with Kyrie because they got the number one pick, and then Kyrie was enough draw for LeBron because he felt bad and felt guilty. LeBron only went back to Cleveland because he felt get bad and guilty of what he did to them the first time, and that was his hometown, and he went back there. But LeBron, if Kyrie was in Cleveland, and LeBron wasn't from there and didn't do Cleveland dirty like he did the first time, and Kyrie was like, LeBron, come back and play with me in Cleveland, bro, fuck you. I'm in Miami, baby. Fuck you. I ain't going back to Cleveland. Are you kidding me? It a dick. You know what I mean? He ain't going to Cleveland. LeBron went and went to Cleveland if he didn't have a situation and a history with them. So when they say, oh, you can go through free agent. No, you can't. A free agent's not coming to your team unless you're already winning. You got, if you're already winning, you might get a free agent. But if you ain't winning and you in Cleveland and you in, uh, uh, you in, uh, um, in Cleveland anywhere, Cleveland in the NBA, Cleveland in the NFL, you in the Browns, ain't nobody coming to the Browns unless you, they get traded there or unless you're winning. And if you're a losing-ass team, you don't have trade value. That's another thing. If you're a losing-ass team, that means you don't have good players, which means you don't have trade value. So when they say, oh, people get trade for other players, who? Who I'm trading? I don't have good players. That's the point. So who the fuck am I trading to get anybody? I have to trade my best players at one position to try to get better players at another position. I have to trade my best defensive lineman to try to get a quarterback. Is that what I have to do? And then free agency don't always work. Look at look at uh look at what happened with um with uh Kirk Cousins. Look what happened with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Minnesota went after him in free agent. They was trying to get a franchise quarterback. They decided, oh, Kirk Cousins was a franchise quarterback. Washington didn't believe in him, but Minnesota did. So Minnesota decided Kirk Cousins was a franchise quarterback. They get Kirk Cousins. They pay him all that money and all that guaranteed money. And in two years, Kirk Cousins ain't won shit. Not yet. Two, two seasons, he ain't won nothing. You know, he won a playoff game finally, but Minnesota was, um, was already ahead of him. Minnesota was in the NFC Championship games before he came. Now they can't even get there. So it, it, free agency doesn't always work. And you can't trade because you don't have trade value when you're on a bad fucking team. So sometimes, the and nobody wants to come to you. Like I said, nobody wants to come here. You you get a star wide receiver and say, look, look, look. Who y'all got? Oh, shit, y'all got Tom Brady. Okay, I do want to play with Tom Brady. But right now, I'm on a team that's like 9-7, and seven, might make the playoffs. Y'all fucking look like y'all going to be tanking this year. My contract is up. I'm going to play over here and then holler at me next year. Maybe maybe next year. Maybe I'll, I'll sign a one-year contract. I'll see what I can do. But ain't nobody going to jump ship and run to you. And you ain't got the players to win. You want a team that might be tanking and you going to call somebody? No, nah, bro. No. You're not going to get that, that bad man. You're not going to get that guy. So you have to tank. So I don't feel like it's disrespecting a player. Because I feel like the players understand. I feel like if you're a franchise quarterback, I feel like if you're Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers probably was like, you know what? Why we got to keep winning six and seven games? Why we got to keep being seven and nine? Phillip Rivers probably sitting there saying, you know what? Why the fuck do we got to keep being seven and nine? Why the fuck do I got to win five, six games in a season? Be on a cusp, be right there, or barely miss the playoff. Why do I gotta keep doing that? I bet you, I bet you, Philip Rivers probably went to San Diego and was like, "Can y'all tank? Can we tank? Can we not win five games? We need help. We need somebody. Can we not win five games? I know Philip Rivers probably wanted his team to tank. Eli Manning, Eli Manning, he won two Super Bowls, so he probably don't give up. But I think there was a time when Eli Manning was like, "Come on, Giant." While we got to keep winning six games, I need an offensive lineman. I need the best offensive lineman in college football. I need something. I need this. I need that. And tank. And then they ended up, they did get Saquon. But I guess that was too little too late. I mean, Saquon is thought of to be the best receiver in football. And they did end up getting him. The Giants did end up getting him. But um, I guess that might have been what, what they call too little too late. It was already over for Eli at that point. But still, it was like... Some guys want you to tank. I'm pretty sure that Charles Barkley probably would have told the Sixers, like, come on, man, let's let's lose. I'm doing everything I can, and we keep making the playoffs, but we ain't going to win no championship. Let's let's lose. Let's let's get somebody. Do something. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Do something. I can't keep losing. I'm, I've been in the league for 20 years. I'm losing. Oh, my God. Do something. You know what I mean? 
these guys, I think a lot of these players probably want a team to fucking tank or do something to help them to fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So right now I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a pause right here and I'm gonna go to a commercial break and then I'm gonna come back and then we're gonna talk about the fans. We're gonna talk about why they say tanking ain't good for the fans. And that's gonna be on the flip side because I'm not even going to my little fucking commercial speech. Y'all know why I have a commercial. And so that's it. And I'll see you when I come back. I'm not going to sing the song neither. I'll just see you on the other side. And welcome back. So we were talking about tanking. And first we talked about why um, it was disrespectful and bad for the players. And I, I, I gave my opinion on that. And now we're going to talk about the fans. So they said tanking disrespects the fans. Because the fans pay their good money to see us, uh, them teams play and they go to games and they watch it on TV and tanking is disrespectful to them because they want to see a good product and all of the bullshit that they say about the fans and, and, and how it disrespects the fans and all this and all that and I call bullshit on that too I call bullshit on that too because first of all I'm a fan I'm a fan and as a fan, I know, I just said in my podcast, I know that it takes more than just one player to win in a particular league. It takes more than that. You can have a franchise quarterback and he might not win. You can have a, 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 a LeBron James and not win. So when you know that and you know your team is bad, you, your team's going to lose anyway, even without tanking. If you got a bad team or a team that doesn't have enough players to win, they're not going to win. They're going to lose. So you can either watch a team lose and lose and lose and constantly lose every year and not do nothing about it. Or you can watch a team lose and you know they're losing on purpose and they're tanking because they're trying to do something about it. I feel more better about a team that's trying to do something than a team that's sitting back losing and ain't doing shit. That's me personally. So when they say, oh, the fans are disrespected by tanking, no, the fans, no, we know. Okay, y'all got to tank because y'all got to do something. Especially if you in Cleveland. If you in Cleveland, you know, ain't no free agents coming here. We don't have nobody to trade. Like, we know as fans, we know. Ain't no free agents coming to our town. We don't have nobody to trade. We got one good player, we need three. Tank, tank, tank. Sometimes you even want your team to tank. When Shaq left the Lakers, and it was Kobe Bryant and all of that crap that they was putting around him before they got Gasol. Before they got Gasol and Oldham and the boys that went back to the championship. All that crap that they was putting around Kobe Bryant. I was hoping that they could tank or trade or do something to get a draft pick. You know what I mean? To do something. Because they was putting a bunch of crap around Kobe and they wasn't winning shit. And I was dying watching the Lakers. I mean, literally dying watching them like having heart attacks and shit so fans we know we know that teams have to tank we know that it happens and we know what's going on with it so we not we don't feel disrespected we don't feel disrespected and the other thing about it is too okay if you are a fan you're a fan and you're watching this football team basketball team whatever baseball even baseball team hockey team whatever you like and they're tanking and you don't like it and you feel disrespected, don't go to the games. Don't go. Don't go to the games. Don't buy the $10 cup of beer. Don't buy the $6 hot dog. Stay home and um, don't go to the games. You don't have to spend your money. You don't have to. They're not, they're not nobody's forcing you to spend your money. So if you feel disrespected by a team that's tanking, take yourself out of the element. You can't get disrespected if you're not a part of it. Don't be a part of it. Don't participate. Don't buy a jersey. Don't buy a hat. Don't go to the game. Don't watch it on TV. On Sunday, you watch something else. You watch them housewives on Sunday. You turn on Atlanta housewives. You watch NeNe and them. Watch NeNe and them. Don't watch football. Okay? Watch um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy or whatever. You watch anything you want. Watch what you like over the football. You know, watch something that you feel respected by. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to watch it. You don't have to. Um, you're not obligated to be a part of the situation. And that's my other thing. Like, the fans don't watch because their team's going to win. They don't watch because of that. You watch football because you love football. You watch basketball because you love basketball. It don't matter if your team win or not. Now, it's more enjoyable if your team is winning, of course. Of course it is. 
It's more enjoyable if your team is winning, but that's not why you're watching. When you got a team that's on, that really is in tank mode, you already know they're bad. You already know that team is bad. You don't be on tank mode and you're a good team. You don't be on tank mode. If you're in the NFL and you can win seven games in the season, you're not in tank mode. Okay? If you're in the NBA and you can win 35, 40 games in the season, you're not in tank mode. You're in almost there mode. You're in trying to get a peace mode. You're in maybe free agency mode. But if you are a team that's in tank mode, you are losing bad. And everybody knows, including your fans that's watching, they know too. And they know that you have to do something. It's the same concept. If that bad man, if that dude, if that guy is coming out of college and I want him on my team, I'm going to be happy that my team is doing whatever they can do to get that guy rather than my team just sitting back and losing. I think it's more disrespectful for a team to sit back and lose to their fans. I think it's more respectful for a team to sit back and lose and have their fans watching me after year lose than to tank and do, try to do something about it. That's how I feel. I feel like the team losing might say, oh, fuck y'all. We just going to keep losing. We don't care. Y'all going to keep coming to the games. Y'all going to keep buying these hot dogs and shit. Y'all going to keep watching on TV and we don't give a fuck. We just going to lose, lose, lose and make y'all watch. No, that's not what Tank is about. Tank is about doing something to try and become a winning fucking team. And I think that that's more respect. The other thing I have to say is, too, they talk about the, play, the people that spend their money. Okay, so if you're a season ticket holder, you don't go to all those games. You don't go to all those games. The games you don't want to go to, you sell the tickets. You just sell the tickets, get some money back. Okay? If you're an Eagles fan, you want to go to Eagles games and the Eagles are losing and they bad, you don't go to all the games. You go when they play in Kansas City. Why? Because if they play in Kansas City and I go to that game, even if the Eagles are going to lose, I get to see Patrick Mahomes. I get to see Tyreek and them Hills, Tyreek Hill and them boys put some business in. I want to see them in person. So I'm going to go to that game. Okay? Okay? If you're a Sixers fan and the Sixers are playing the Lakers, you want to see LeBron and Anthony Davis. Even if the Sixers are terrible and you know they're going to lose, I'm going because I want to see LeBron. I get to see LeBron play live, Anthony Davis play live, Lakers. I want to see that shit. So I'm going to go to that game. I'm going to buy tickets to go to that game. And you know? And even if your team is bad and they playing a bad team, you might go because there's a chance they might win. You might be like, oh, wait a minute. The Eagles is playing the Cleveland Browns. We suck. They suck. We might can beat them. I'm going to go to that game. We might win. I'm going to go to that game. You know what I mean? The Sixers playing the Knicks. We suck, but we playing the Knicks. I'm going to go to that game because we going to beat the Knicks ass. I'm going to finally go and be able to sit down and be able to buy my $10 beer and my $8 hot dog and watch my team actually win a game. I'm going. I'm there. And I got to have the gear now. Now I got to buy a hat. I got to buy a jacket. I got to buy a jersey because everybody going to be wearing their gear. I got to represent. So I got to wear my gear now. So now guess what? You spent your money. You're back into it. The team get the money. They got the money. And, and you don't feel bad about it because you're enjoying yourself. And that's what it's about. It's about the enjoying it. It ain't about whether your team win or lose. It's about enjoying the sport. Enjoying watching it. Enjoying the game. And you will enjoy it even if your team loses. Because you watch other teams. You watch other teams. If you like basketball, you watch other teams. You watch good games. You can be a Sixers fan. If the Lakers is playing the Rockets, you're going to watch that motherfucking game. And you don't care about neither one of those teams winning. You're watching that game for the entertainment. Okay? You're a football fan. When Peyton Manning was on the Colts and they were playing the fucking Patriots, you watch that game. Nobody give a fuck about Peyton Manning or the Patriots or the Colts. Nobody cared. But you knew that one might be a good football game. It's going to be entertaining. You want to watch that shit. You're going to watch that shit because it's not about winning or losing. It's not about your team all the time. It's about you being entertained as a fan. And that shit is entertaining as a fan. So fans don't. So tanking, how does it disrespect the fan when they don't have to spend their money? They don't have to be involved. And when they do spend their money, they can still see a good product. It might not come from their team. It might not come from their team, but you can still see a good product. Then the other thing is this. And boy, have we got the wolves pull over our eyes. They be talking about stay woke. And I'm not one of those woke niggas. I'm not one of those dudes that's woke. I'm not one of those people that's woke. I'm not one of those people that's in these conspiracy theories. I'm not one of those people that talk about the Illuminati, straight to your body, Illuminati, all that bullshit. I'm not one of those people. 
I'm one of those people that's like skeptical about it, like saying like, man, I can't believe there's an organization out here killing these people like that. I'm not saying that it ain't true. I'm not saying Illuminati's not real. I'm not saying that these conspiracy theorists don't know what they're talking about. I'm not hating on Umar and nobody like that. What I'm saying is I'm just not one of those people, okay? I'm just not one of those people. But I'm going to say that to say this. We are, as fans, essentially like brainwashed. There is a conspiracy going on about this, and I believe in it, okay? They make us feel special. The, 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 the players make us feel special. The owners make us feel, uh, make us feel special. The, um, the analysts, the people on TV that get paid to talk about sports, everybody makes the fans feel special, and we really not. It's bullshit. These players get up there and act like they have an obligation to the fans. These owners get up there and act like they have an obligation to the fans. These sportscasters, these people, Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, those guys, they sit up there and act like these sports teams have an obligation to the fans. And the truth is, they're not obligated to us. Them NFL players, them NBA players, them baseball players, and um, hockey players, none of them are obligated to the fans. Okay? They're doing it for the reward. They're doing it because they get paid and they get laid. They get the fame and the money. That's what they're doing it for. They're not doing it for you. They might get on TV and say it's for you. This is for the fans. We love you so much. This is for the fans. No, it's not. If they did not have not one fan, if they went into that stadium and it was completely empty, if a basketball player went into the arena and that arena was completely empty, there was nobody there, he would still play that game. Know why? Because he's getting paid and laid to do it. He going to do it. He don't care about you. He's got his obligation is to play that game. You know why? Because he's got to get paid and laid. Because his obligation is to his wife. His obligation is to his kids. His obligation is to the owner. His obligation is to his friends and his family, his mom. He's got way more obligations to other folks before he gets to you, a stranger that might buy his jersey. Fuck, what the fuck? But we, as fans, think that we have a say. So we, as fans, think that you know that we can say talk shit, and that and that these people care about us, and that they're obligated to answer us, and they're obligated to be a part of our lives. And they're obligated to tell us stuff, and they're obligated to all of this shit. We think they're obligated to do. And like I said, they're not obligated to us. The owners of these teams are not obligated to us. We act like they're obligated to us. We sit up and say, "Oh, we pay their bills." No, the fuck, we don't. For real, for real, the owners of the teams got to be owners of the team because they had money, big money. You can't own a team unless you got big money. So these owners of these teams already got big money. And if the team wasn't making enough big money for them to put on top of their big money, they sell that motherfucking team. Ain't no doubt about it. They would get out from under it. They sell that team or they say, fuck you. And they move that team to another town where they think they might take that team somewhere else and make big money. Okay? So... Yeah, they, they like the fans. They want to have fans. I'm not saying that these players out here don't want to have fans. I'm not saying that players going to get out here and be like, fuck you. I don't care about the fans. Fuck y'all. No, they ain't going to do that. But they're not obligated to us. We really aren't as important as everything makes us seem. We sit up and say, like, we're important. We're not important. Okay? We're, we're, we're at the bottom of that totem pole. Okay, they want about their money. They worry about their kids, their wives. They got an obligation to the owner to be great. It ain't about us. It ain't about us for the most part. They make it seem like it is. They really do make it seem like it is. But it's not. Their obligations are we last on their obligations, right? So now, with that being said, um, so, so they don't have obligations to the fans, right? So they go out there and they perform. And here's a prime example. You know, you got the um the All-Star shit. All-Star Weekend, Pro Bowl, all of that shit that incorporated in All-Star Games. Now, you got all these rules in the Pro Bowl now so that people don't get hurt. You got all these rules in the Pro Bowl now that the, 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 the players that play in the Super Bowl don't play in the Pro Bowl because they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to jeopardize their Super Bowl chances. Okay? You got players in the NBA that don't want to uh, participate in the slam dunk contest because they, they don't want to do the slam dunk. LeBron James don't want to do slam dunk contests and stuff like that. And, and then the all-star game, they making up different rules and they don't really want to play defense. They don't want to exert themselves in the all-star game and all that. Is that for the fans? No. That's for them to preserve themselves because they got an obligation, like I said, to their family friend. LeBron can't get hurt in the same dunk contest. Now, 
If it was up to the fans, LeBron be in there dunking every year. They want LeBron to be in the slam dunk contest. They've begged for it. And LeBron hasn't done it. Why? Because his obligation ain't to us. He's like, nope, I'm not about to try to do these dumb fancy dunks and bust my head or sprain my ankle or nothing like that or hurt my knee. And I, uh-uh, nope, nope. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture. You know what I mean? I'm not doing nothing that I don't have to do. Fans are no fans. I don't, I, I, you know, y'all gonna have to chalk that up. I'm not getting the same dunk contest. The Pro Bowl. We don't want to watch that Pro Bowl that they showing on TV now. That Pro Bowl ain't right. That Pro Bowl they showing on TV now. That ain't football. That's some bullshit that we don't want to watch. We want to see the best players go against the best players, real football. But they're not gonna do that. Why? Because their obligation is not to us. They know what we want. These players, these owners, everybody knows what the fans want. LeBron knows the fans want to see him slam dunking. These pro role players know that the fans want to see them going at it for real. But they ain't going to do it because they don't. It's not that they don't care, but their obligations is not for us. So they're not obligated to us. So they don't owe us anything. For real, for these players, these owners do not owe us nothing. They try to act like they do. We're brainwashed to believe that they do. But they really don't. They really don't. They don't owe us anything. They don't even owe us their moral values. They don't owe us nothing. They can do whatever they want. They're human beings. Okay? And they're not there for us. They're there because they're getting paid to be there. So they can be scumbags. They can be whatever they want to be. A player can literally go on TV and say, you know what? I don't care nothing about the fans. I don't care if you come to the game. I don't care if you like me. I don't give a fuck about you. And if he's a good enough player, if Tom Brady said, you know what I want to say to the fans today? Fuck y'all. He wouldn't get fired. He might get fined by the team. They might say, hey, man, you can't say that. We're going to take a little bit of money. He might get it. He might have to come back and apologize, get to put a PR spin on it or something like that. But he ain't going to get fired. He's still going to get paid. He's still going to be late. And he going to Giselle's still going to be home ready to pop that pussy for him. He ain't going to lose no sleep. You know what I mean? It ain't, it's not going to hurt him that much, you know, because it ain't like that. You're not as important as Stephen A. Smith want to make you feel. It's just the truth. So when they say tanking is disrespectful to the fans, it's not. It's really not. And now that brings me to my final point that I want to make. Tanking is not even real. Folks, tanking is not real. And I'm going to tell you why tanking is not real. First of all, I gave you all the reasons why tanking don't disrespect the players. I gave you all the reason why I think it don't disrespect the fans. I gave you the reason why I believe it's not bad for the players. And I gave you the reason why I believe it's not bad for the fans. And I gave you the reason why people really don't care that much as they want to try to make it seem like they care about tanking. But here's the reason why tanking is not real. Tanking is not real because sports is not predictable. It ain't wrestling. This ain't the WWE. Where you can say, where you know who's going to win before the game starts. This ain't that. This ain't wrestling. This is professional sports. And it's hard. It's hard to tank in professional sports. It's hard to do it. Because it's not a real thing. You can't go out there and say, we're going to lose. And we're going to be the worst team in the league. And then we're going to get a draft because you can't, you can't do it. It's impossible to actually do that. And everybody's like, no, it's not. And you want to argue with me, but it is. It's impossible to do it. You know why? Because you okay, so let's just put it in perspective. You got Tom Brady on your team. Tom Brady's on your team, right? And it's Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's got an obligation to his owner. He's got to go out there. And you want to tank, right? You want to tank. But you can't have Tom Brady on the team because you paid him and you can't, you can't have him on the team and not play him. So you have to send Tom Brady out there to play. You have to send Tom Brady out there to play. But you're going to tank. You're trying to tank, right? And now tanking in the NFL, you had teams go 0-16. So if you're really trying to tank in the NFL, you got to imagine that you got to win maybe three games tops. Maybe three games tops will get you that first pick. Maybe. There might be a team out there that might only win two games. There might be a team out there that might go 0-16, okay? So you're thinking maybe three games tops you can win in order to take in the NFL game, but you got Tom Brady and you got to send Tom Brady out there, right? 
and I'm sorry, even with no help at all, even on the worst team in the NFL with no help at all, Tom Brady probably can win four games. I mean, for real, for real, you want to talk about Tom Brady, everybody's talking about Tom Brady. First of all, the man won at least three Super Bowls. I'm not going to say all of them because he had Randy Moss, he had Gronk. He had Gronk. Uh, he had Gronkowski and all that. He had some good teams at certain times. I don't think he even won with Randy Moss, but he had some good teams at certain times, so I'm not going to say all of them. But this man won at least three Super Bowls with no help. He won championships without help. So do you think that you can send Tom Brady out there and, and not win four games? No. You send Tom Brady out there, you're probably going to win five games just because it's Tom Brady. Just because it's Tom Brady. So how are you supposed to tank in that situation? How? You can't. You can't tank. Because Tom Brady's going to go out there and he's going to be Tom Brady. He's not going to go out there and purposely throw interceptions. Like, that, that, their players don't do that. And if you got bad players, guess what? A lot of those bad players on those bad teams, they're not out there to tank. They're out there to show that they can actually be a good player. You got players that were bench players. They may not have been good enough to be a starter, and now they're starting because they're on a team that's trying to tank. But they want to show what they can do. They want to be like, I can be a starter in this league. I'm a good player. And you never know. You never know. They might turn out good. You never know. So now you got a guy that might turn out good. And he's out there to prove that he's good. So he ain't out there tanking. He's out there playing balls to the wall. And he's trying to prove that he's good. And he's going to get a few interceptions. Or, or if he's a running back, he's going to get a few touchdowns. He might win you a game that you don't want to win. And you can't tell him not to. You can't say, hey, bro, don't, don't, don't score no touchdowns today. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Okay? Basketball. You put LeBron James out there. Listen. LeBron James went to nine straight finals and the whole argument of all the ones that he lost was he didn't have help. He went to nine championships without help. So you telling me that you're going to be able to put a LeBron James out there and tank? Fuck no. Fuck no. But you can't get rid of LeBron James. You can't say, okay, we want to tank to get a better guy, but we got to get rid of LeBron James. No. That's not how it works neither. So no. Tanking don't work in that manner. So no. You're not tank. You can't so, how? How can you tank? How is that tanking? I don't understand where the tanking occurs in that situation. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it because there's no tanking. You can't force good players to not play good. You can't force um bad players to uh to not try to be better. During that time. And you cannot predict a game. You cannot predict what's going to happen in a game. You cannot predict interceptions. You cannot predict touchdowns. You cannot predict blown coverages. You cannot predict anything like that. It's too hard. So you might say, hey, listen, we got a bad team and we're going to try to tank. But, but you know, look at the Dolphins last season. The Dolphins were supposed to be tanking for Tua. They were supposed to be tanking for Tua. And they put Fitzpatrick in and that motherfucker won some games. Like, yo, bro, what are you doing? You can't, what are you doing? Okay? And then when the season started, everybody said the Dolphins was tanking for Tua. Tanking for Tua. Oh, it don't look like they were tanking for Tua to me. Okay? Cleveland got the number one pick because we said they were tanking. Cleveland had nobody. Nobody on that damn team. You know? They had Kyrie. Kyrie played good, but Kyrie wasn't, he's not a caliber player that, that guarantee wins. But you can't, you can't plan for a three-pointer that goes in that you don't want to go in. You can't plan for a team having an off night and you losing. So you can't, technically you can't tank. You can try to tank. You can attempt to tank. That can be the game plan. But in reality, tanking can't really exist because players is not going out there to not play. And if you have a decent player, he's going to be decent enough to earn you some wins. Like I said, if you got Tom Brady, Tom Brady's going to win you four games. Yeah, you're done in the NFL. If you got LeBron James, LeBron James is good for 25 wins probably, maybe 30, and you're done in the NBA. You know, baseball too. If you got a good player, he's going to hit some home runs. You don't expect me. He's going to win some games for you too. So you always have a situation where you're going to win games and it's unpredictable. There's also the other thing. The other teams. 
Because, yeah, there's other teams. There's a lot of other teams. Like, okay, like in most leagues, in the NFL, only 12 teams make the playoffs. In the NFL, 12 teams make the playoffs. And I would say out of those 12, eight of them are good. The other four just got in, squeaked in, whatever they had to do to get in, you know, broke in, whatever. So eight teams out of the NFL is good. That means all of the rest of the teams could possibly be in tank mode. Could possibly be trying to lose games. All of them. Any of them. Any time could be like, you know what, we're going to lose some games. Because we ain't good enough. Okay? In the NBA, how many teams? 16 teams make the playoffs. Okay? I'm going to say out of those eight on the one side, eight on the other, I'm going to say out of those 16 teams, 10 of them is good. 10 of them is good. First five seeds on both sides is decent. The other three, just squeaking in, just getting by, they can't win. But after that, so you got 10 teams in the NBA, that's good. You got about eight teams in the NFL, that's good. Everybody else could be tank potential. And so you have to worry about the, it's too many variables. You have to worry about the other team. You might say, hey, we only gonna win three games this season. And you and you on Detroit. You're a Detroit Lion. You say, you know what, we tanking. We're going to win three games this season, right? And you look over and the Cleveland Browns is going to win two. Or maybe one. Or maybe zero. And you can't you can't do nothing about it because you don't even play them. You can't even let them beat you to get a game because you ain't playing them. I mean, in NBA, you might be saying, oh, we Cleveland Browns, we Cleveland, we're going to tank. We're going to win 13 games. And now you see what happened in Golden State? See what happened in Golden State. So now you look over, and next thing you know, you're supposed to be tanking. You're supposed you're gonna win 13 games. You're gonna get the ping pong ball. And now you look over, and Clay Thompson's done. Steph Curry's out. And now Golden State is the worst team in the, in the NBA. And you never expected Golden State to be a losing team. So now you gotta now now your tanking is over. It's done. Can't do it. That's why I said tanking ain't real because it's, it's not something that can actually actually be made to happen. It's basically an accident. Teams go out there and they might say they're tanking. And the only reason why they're saying they're tanking is the only reason why they're saying they're tanking is like they're not actually tanking. What is happening is they're not getting, they're, they're, they know they're a bad team and they're saying if we play with this bad team, we should lose. And we should be bad enough and lose enough games to be able to get the number one pick. We should. It, it technically should happen. But the truth is, and this is just the real truth, that it probably won't. Because there's too many variables. So a team can act like they're tanking. They can say they're tanking. But in reality, you can't tank. Because there's too many variables. And you don't have control over that. You just really don't have control over that situation. So, like I said, tank is not real. Tanking is a concept. It's not a reality. It's a concept. It's a concept of we if we lose enough games, we can get this. But you can't you can't predict that you're going to lose enough games. You can't predict that the other team's going to lose enough games. And like I said before, if you do happen to have a decent player, that player might actually win you some games. Or if you do happen to have some players that you don't really know their potential and you think that they're not good and you put them in because he's been a third string running back for fucking three years and you don't think he's good and you put him in and you find out this motherfucker been working, this motherfucker been at home getting putting in the business, and now you find out now that this motherfucker is a superstar. And now he don't want some games that you didn't want to win. And now you can't get that dude. You know what I mean? So, you know, so first of all, so the whole, I just, I just, I just blasted the whole myth for thinking. It ain't disrespectful. It ain't bad. It don't even happen for real. It's not even a real thing. And I'm sticking to my guns with that because I just told you why. I just told you why. And the Dolphins is a prime example. The Dolphins all season long, I heard tanking for Tua. Did they tank for Tua? Did the Dolphins succeed? Was that what happened? Because I didn't see it. I wish the Redskins could have tanked. To be honest. I wish the Redskins could have tanked. I would have tanked for... Maybe not for Tua because they got Haskins. They think Haskins is good. But you tank for somebody. You tank for some defense or something. You know what I mean? But anyway, tank is not real. Tank is not disrespectful. That's my opinion. If you don't like it, you can message me. 
You can call me and don't call me. But you can message me on the messenger of my podcast. And you can say, Tyrone, you're wrong. Tanking is real. I don't like tanking. I'm a fan. I don't want to tank. I don't want to pay my money for no tanking. Over. Whatever you want to say. You can say it on the messenger. And this is my podcast. But that's going to be my episode for today. And um, like I said to my loyal fans, I thank you for listening. And I want you to uh, tell your family. Tell your friends, tell babies, tell rats, tell roaches, tell your mom, tell everybody you know, tell everybody you see, tell strangers on the bus, anybody you come in contact with, tell them, play the podcast around people so that they can hear and say, what's that? And you can say, that's the list of podcast. You don't know about this? Well, where you been? And, and do, do all the shit you need to do to help me. And once again, if you own a business, you can holler at your boy. I'll promote your business. All you got to do is listen to the podcast and I will promote your business. It's free commercials. Free commercials, free publicity. Just holler at your boy, listen to the podcast. All you got to do is listen to something that you might be listening to anyway that you might enjoy. You All you got to do is enjoy something and get um and get uh, advertisement for it. So if you got a business, holler at your boy. And um, this has been the Lisper Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Tyrone, and I'll see you next time.